let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Welcome everybody to Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. My name is Andrew Jordan, and I'm here with my wonderful, beautiful, and very (laughs) pregnant wife. Uh, I'm Emily. (laughs) (laughs) And she like snorts over there in the corner. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I will warn you, my voice is a little weird because I have a little bit of a coldish thing going on. Yeah. I don't have the coronavirus. No. You cannot catch it if I did have it through the microphone or through the podcast. (laughs) Much different. But I don't have it. Much to everyone's surprise. Um, We're excited to have you here with us. Uh, For those of you who are joining us for the first time, we are Outpost of Heaven, the podcast. Our goal is to help people find real practical ways to apply the teachings of Jesus Christ to your lives to make your home and your family an outpost of heaven. Um, And that's kind of our mission, and we're not perfect. And so what we do is we bring on guests uh, and kind of get their opinions and their expertise to help us find real-world ways to to do that. Yeah. So if you're new here, welcome, welcome. We're glad to have you. And if you're still here, welcome, welcome also. We're super glad you have decided to stick around. And so. on the point or the issue or the topic, say topic, on the topic of returning Speaking of. listeners or like new <laughs> listeners, um, we've had a lot of really cool activity on the podcast in the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of new listeners and we've had a, a huge increase in the number of listens we have. Uh, one of the cool things to look back at for us is seeing all the new countries that we have listeners from. Or the, yeah, the new countries from which we have listeners. That's mm-hmm. the correct English way to say that. There we go. Okay. Um, and so we thought we'd go through real quick and kind of share some of the countries that that we have that are new. The countries from which we have new <laughs> listeners from the past 30 days. There we go. That's complicated. That is a complicated way of saying that. Yeah. Uh, first one, South Africa. South Africa. I don't know anyone from South Africa. No, but we do know someone who's going to South Africa. Yes. So, so if, that's cool. Yeah, we have a friend who was recently called to serve as a missionary for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in South Africa. So if you are in South Africa and listening to this podcast, kudos to you. Hopefully that's not a swear word there. I know like there's oh, swear. I do know that like the swear words in South Africa are different than our words. And so I like, feel like that's that way in most countries though. Yeah, that's true. Like most English speaking countries, it's like the swear words don't like match up. Yeah, they don't match They're up. They're like say the F bomb and then we're like <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) Um, so if you're in South Africa, reach out to us and we'll get you hooked up with our our friend who's going there soon. You can say hi to him. So the next one is a country that I love dearly because we visited there for a while when when we lived in Europe. It was so great. I loved it. Yeah, Poland. Poland. And I want to say hello in Polish. (laughs) (laughs) I think I may have already forgotten that. I think think it's cześć. Cześć. Cześć, yeah. Cześć. Cześć. Okay, don't don't attack me if I said it wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, if you're there in Poland, cześć. I hopefully I said that right. Yeah. I did. I used to know a lot of uh, greetings in the different different Slavic languages because I knew a lot of people from from Ukraine and Belarus and and Russia and Poland and and 
all the other Slavic countries over there. And, uh, but it's been a while, so I don't remember. And I'm starting to like mix up like, oh, this is how you say this in this language, but no, it's actually mm-hmm. the other language. But Chish is right because we looked it up. Whether or not we're pronouncing it correctly. That's debatable. That's debatable. Yeah. But if you're in Poland, привет, <laughs> send us uh, send us an email. <laughs> We'd love to know like what where you're listening from, like which city, how you found yeah. us, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah. So next is Italy. Italy. A place we also dearly love. And I'm glad I don't live there because I would be fat. Oh, I would be so fat. Oh yeah. All of that yummy pasta and pizza oh. and gelato. Oh yeah, we had oh, some, my gosh. We, had, we found like some uh what was that gelato flavor we had it was um oh mint chocolate chip it was so good it tasted like actual mint like it, yeah, did, it, it didn't so taste good. like like generic mint it was like an stop actual stop or else you're gonna have to go to the store and buy me some right now yeah well, we don't, <laughs> i don't think we can find that Probably stuff not. anywhere next is mexico hola hola uh again if you're listening from mexico let us know where you're at i think that'd be kind of cool and again how you found us yeah next one antigua and barbuda Barbuda? I've never Barbuda? heard of bar- Barbuda. 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 Antigua. I've heard of Antigua. I'm, I'm assuming, it, I'm pretty sure it's an it's an island in the Caribbean. Sweet. So if you're listening to us on the beach, I wish I was there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, and last but not least, I think this was kind of a cool, and like we said, we have a bunch of other countries we've had people listen from, but these were kind of the top the kind most of cool ones. Cool. I mean, they're all cool. Wherever you're from is cool. Yeah. Wherever you are is cool, because you're there. <laughs> but these are some cool new ones. So the last one is Saudi Arabia. So salam alaikum if you're listening to us from Saudi Arabia. Salam alaikum if you're listening to us from anywhere. But if you're from if you're in Saudi Arabia, special shout out to you. Uh, yeah, and really, if you're in Saudi Arabia, I'm very interested to hear from you. So yeah, feel free to reach out and let us know how you found us. Yeah, that's way cool. Okay, so today's episode is... One of our walkthrough episodes. Mm-hmm. I can talk. I feel like I just stuttered through that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. But it's a walkthrough episode, which means that we walk you through um, a principle that we've learned from a previous episode, and we kind of walk you through how we've been applying it, our yeah. successes and failures regarding that. And this is a really good exercise for me because one, um, it's really easy to get in these like really positive, like productive moods where you're like oh i'm gonna listen to a good podcast every week and find out some new skill and work on it but if you're doing if you're working on a completely new skill every single week like in all likelihood you're not actually doing anything you get really excited for a week and then you don't progress at all um so i I think this is kind of a cool exercise for that reason emily is really trying not to sneeze is that what you're trying not to sneeze (laughs) Okay. I just grabbed a pillow so I could just in case you have sneeze, sneeze into the pillow if I have to. But... Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's also really good because sometimes when we listen to these episodes, even when I like, re-listen to them, I think that the the guests are these awesome people who have it all down perfectly, and like what yeah. they're saying is so great. And if anyone barely tries to apply these things, their life is going to be so much easier and better. And um, and I think coming back and looking at this a few months later helps us kind of address it more objectively and say hey look like this was maybe how it was supposed to work but it did not work for us uh or like this is some difficulties we're trying to kind of show like hey like these things don't always like they don't always get applied very easily or it's Mm -hmm. not just like super super easy and that i mean we talk about different principles every week so it just doesn't take you a week to master it 
until you listen to the next yeah, topic. Yeah, and so I wanted to let you know that we're also working we're on working these things. We're working on these things since day one. I mean, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Today, so today's go ahead. is... Oh, sorry. I just interrupted you. You're I'm fine. so sorry. You're right. Okay, so um, we are going back to an episode that we had with Lauren Marks, who is... you want to talk about Lauren for a second? Yeah, Lauren Marks is a fantastic, fantastic man. He is... Um, a professor of family studies or family life, family life, I think is what it's called. Mm -hmm. uh, a professor of family life at Brigham Young University, and previously he taught at Louisiana State University. Whoop, whoop. Um, and he was just, yeah, that's him. I mean, he's awesome. He has a ton, ton of experience, uh, and he, he's a really cool guest to have on. We've had him on twice because his what he's saying is not just his opinion. It's like backed up by studies and he facts. He has like, like a brain full of research and it's amazing. Yeah. Like every, every time he's talking, he like whips out these different research studies. And yeah. so that's kind of cool that it's not just an opinion, even if it's like a well, very well-informed opinion or it's a very like well-meaning opinion based off of your own mm -hmm. personal life. Like he like has done research and then applied this research in his own life. Yeah. So the episode that we are referring to is episode 11. It's called Reading Binds Us Together, featuring BYU professor Lauren Marks. Emily came so, up with that title, and she was very proud of it. I was super proud of, proud of it because of... She likes puns? Pun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we'll put that in the show notes as a reminder to go and check that episode out as we talk about it today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Before that, though... Okay. Oh, Pobody's Nerfic, right? Yeah. We have a Pobody's Nerfic that we started doing, like, listener Pobody's Nerfics, and people have been submitting them to us, so we wanted to read... They're hilarious, so... Um, one of those today. Yeah, so as um, like if you have a Poe Buddies Nerfic moment that you would like us to share, please feel free to email us or DM us on Instagram, and we will begin sharing your Poe Buddies Nerfic moments. Yeah, okay. So this one, uh, okay, I'm not going to say who it's from, just because I don't know if I should. Um, yeah, I, what? she didn't say... She didn't specify. ...specify whether or not we should share this or not. So if you want us to share your name just tell us if not we will not share we won't share okay. your name. a wonderful listener says <laughs> a wonderful listener says ever since my son could roll changing his diaper has been a challenge he has turned 11 months old and it feels like wrestling a bull <laughs> i was changing a big poopy diaper the yeah. other day and he would not stay still did i say that right yeah he would not <laughs> stay still <laughs> i turned to grab some wipes and he yanked his feet out of my hands and crawled like I have never seen him crawl. Oh. He was still covered in poop and he rubbed it right into the carpet. He laughed the whole time and his cute laugh is why he didn't get put out with the dog. That is my lovely mom fail of the week. I hope you made you laugh. Oh, gosh. Ugh. I really hope they had dark carpet. I, yeah. Well, it's I like, think like the poop ones are so funny, but I never want that to happen. To me. Yeah. I mean, you never want these like pobody's nervous no. moments to happen. I have, have we had that happen? We have not had anything poopy. Like, I feel like tons of people talk about how their kid takes their diaper off in the crib and wipes the poop on the walls. No. We haven't had any of that. We had a friend who... We just jinxed ourselves, by the way. Yeah. Good That's job. happening in the morning. Good job. <laughs> uh, we had a friend who, like, walked into her kid's room and her, her kid had taken off their poopy diaper or his poopy diaper and placed it on the ground and then had sticks or some kind of, like, nerf swords. And was like dipping it in the poop and writing on the wall <laughs> in poop. That's disgusting. Yeah. So for all of you 
parent warriors out there. Keep it up. Oh my gosh. Eventually, they get over poop humor, unless they're Emily, and then they just keep... Well, I have poop humor. That doesn't mean that I play in my poop. That's very different. (laughs) I guess that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Reading. Yes. Please let us know if you have any Poe Buddies nerfic moments that you would like us to share. I think it's funnier when it's other people, too, because we're, like, running yeah. out of, like, really funny ones. And so yeah. we're not like, that we don't fail all the time because we do, but... But they're not always, like, They're not always entertaining. Yeah. Although both of our po- our uh, recent listener Poe Buddies nerfic moments have been about poop. Yep. Mm-hmm. We can keep it going. It can be a poop com- or poop <laughs> segment. I'm fine with that. <laughs> If that's what if that's what the little if that's what the people give us, then we will give it back. Give them what the people want. <laughs> want okay. Poop. <laughs> okay, let's talk about reading. Okay. 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 So we've broken it up into personal. So I'll talk a little bit about my experience. Andrew will talk a little bit about his mm-hmm. experience, and then we'll talk about our family reading experience, and then as a couple. Is that yeah. okay? Yep. I think to to start off, uh, just kind of reminder some of the basic principles. Is that alright if I talk yeah. about some yeah, basic yeah, yeah. principles? Um, Lauren talked about how, sorry, Emily's trying not to sneeze and it's very distracting. <laughs> sorry. Her, like, her trying not to <laughs> sneeze is more distracting than her sneezing. Okay, um, sorry. It talks a lot about the benefits of reading and how it stimulates the brain and how it engages our, um, our imagination. Mm-hmm. And that, I feel like that's kind of, it's kind of grown to be a cop-out statement in my mind, at least. Like, oh, but it stimulates your imagination and reading Rainbow and all that kind of jazz. But... Interesting. Um, you know, you don't find that, like... A cop-out? Not a cop-out. It's like... It, it's like... You know, antiquated. It's like used so much. It's like... That it, like, has lost meaning for you? Yeah. Okay. Um, but he was talking about studies that have shown how reading really engages your thought process, like Mm -hmm. really engages your mind. Because uh, when you watch TV, all of your senses are being fed information. But when you're reading, um, or if you're listening to a book in our case, Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times we listen to books, um, we still read as well. But when you're reading, you're only being fed one, I guess like only one sense is being fed. Yeah. And so your mind still has to fill in the other gaps. Mm-hmm. And that process of your mind filling in the other gaps is very beneficial to uh, to your brain and to mm-hmm. like having a, a healthy, well-developed mind. Yeah. I don't think, actually, I don't remember if he mentioned this at all, but um, being a good reader helps you to become a good writer and a good speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of the enticing things for me about reading more mm-hmm. is because I really want to be a better speaker and a better writer. And yeah. so that's kind of encouraging. And I believe, I would think, I think I was talking about this with your mom the other day mm-hmm. when she was here. I think you were doing something. So it was just the two of us, but we were talking or you were asleep. That's what it was. Mm. And we were talking about, um, <laughs> not surprising <laughs> reading and how, where am I going with this? That's not what I told her. I didn't tell her where I was, I, where was I going with this? But reading is beneficial and i'm hoping i find this sentence somewhere no it's fine i like you don't want to cut this out no i'm fine okay um i can't remember what i was saying (laughs) reading is beneficial you should you should read some books oh there we go so reading is beneficial (laughs) because um it provides an opportunity to have like 
new information given to you and then for you to try and analyze it and mm. get something out of it. Okay. And so it's like a practice. Yeah. Um, not, not practice. I mean, it's like you being able to uh, take in and digest information mm-hmm. and pull out, pull out uh, conclusions. Okay. And that's something that we have to do not just in our reading lives when we're reading things, which we do have to read a lot, but in regular conversations, like your ability to analyze and take things out. And r- I think reading provides a very good situation to practice that, that skill. Because mm-hmm. you're doing it by yourself and you don't have to be embarrassed. Because no one's sitting... For the most part, no one's like sitting there asking you what's going on in the book. And so like, yeah. if you miss something... Unless you're a kid. Unless you're a kid like doing yeah. it for a class or whatnot. Yeah. So anyway, talk about the personal applications. Okay, so at the beginning of the year, one of my New Year's resolutions was to read two books a month. Now, at the time... That, oh, spoiler, that did not happen. Oh, yeah, we're talking about it. <laughs> so at the time, That's it seemed very practical. Um... We were kind of in transition. We were living at Andrew's parents' house. And I didn't really have anything going on except morning sickness. And so I was like, oh, I can totally do this. You act like it was just like a... Like morning sickness was just like a 10-minute thing you dealt with in the morning. Uh, no. Yeah, no. This, this pregnancy has been like, like all day. Weeks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you're sick all... You had morning sickness all day. Yeah. Um, yeah, bad. Which you would think I would be reading while I was just laying there, right? No, but I didn't. Um, But once we finally got into the house, it was February, uh, the beginning of February, and uh, I had to get back into, I'm still taking a couple of online classes that I have to finish up. Um, So I kind of jumped back into that, and um, my art business picked up a little bit after Christmas ended, so... Um, kind of real life started again, and I'm realizing now that two books a month for me in my phase of life right now is not feasible. It's very ambitious. Very ambitious. To the point of I was excited to being. make the goal, but I think it's too much. So I'm going to be reading one book a month, and in January, this is also really, like, this is a, a frustrating thing for me too. Maybe we can talk this through. Okay. But I picked a book that Andrew got me for Christmas, and I was so excited. I had been wanting to read this book. Um, it's Rachel Hollis's uh, Girl, Stop Apologizing. And I loved the first one, Girl, Wash Your Face. I loved it. So I thought, like, I was totally going to love the second one. And I just could not handle it. I hated it so much. Um, and we don't have to really talk about why, because, I mean, you might like the book, but I really didn't like it. So, Andrew, what do you think about not finishing books do you feel like once you finish or once you start a book you have to finish it to give it a chance give it its full chance um because i didn't finish it and i was i felt that way at first that like well i'm not giving it a chance if i don't finish it but then i just couldn't handle it anymore so i i I think it is very beneficial to read things specifically because we don't agree with them okay so i should finish i i think you should finish it i think i don't think you have to like i don't Mm -hmm. think you have to feel bad about yourself but I think that reading something you disagree with um, and understanding that you disagree with it uh, can be very beneficial. Because I think a lot of times when we read books or when we're watching a new TV show or documentary or we're meeting somebody new and we're talking about new ideas or something like that, mm-hmm. um, we think we have to agree with them completely in order to enjoy 
that conversation or to enjoy that book or to enjoy that movie. Yeah. Uh, and we find ourselves just like a, a, agreeing with everything and it's like, oh, like I like this and mm-hmm. just like kind of accepting it without um, constructively anal- or analyzing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess if I, I, if I loved it so much then I wouldn't analyze it at all. Yeah, and so when you f- take things and you think, okay, I don't agree with this but I still want to understand where this person's coming from. Um, <laughs> that's why like if you look at my bookshelf because I'm like I don't understand and I don't really want to understand where you're coming from <laughs> but um yeah well that's why if you look at my and bookshelf not... and my the books I like to read mm-hmm. like it's not just so I, I'm very political and I'm very he reads like, a lot and I'm very like libertarian in my thinking yeah um, but like I also have the communist manifesto and I have a bunch of yeah um, you do like read outside of your your likes. Yeah, and I, I've read some of like Lenin's works, and I have some of Gorky's original, some of Gorky's writings. Gorky was a a Soviet realist uh, who wrote for the the the, was it the Soviet Union, uh, and I have some of his works in English and in Russian, and uh, and there's some other authors I I have that I don't agree with uh, at all. Or at least like their big their big uh, conclusions, mm-hmm. but I still read it because I need to engage those ideas. Okay. And and when you do that, I find you 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 get one thing you like one positive thing is you come to appreciate other point of views, other points of view better. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is you understand your point of view better. More. Okay. And so I okay. think. Okay. Yeah. But I will finish it. I don't think you should feel guilty if you say this book just sucks. Like I've read, I've done that with fiction books. I'm like, this is just a dumb book. <laughs> and so I won't finish it. And so I don't think you need to feel bad. But I think as a Okay, here's here's my new thing then. Okay. My new like mindset. Sorry, my answer's probably way long, I'm, no, longer than you were expecting. But my new mindset is that I need to finish the book for me. Not for the book. Yeah. So before it was like, well, I'm not giving it a chance. Like I have to like I don't know. Almost like make sure to read it because we paid money for it, maybe. Yeah. But I should do it for me and for the growth that I could get from disagreeing with something. Yeah, and I think we should look at growth as not only a a, uh, a consequence of engaging with the text that you agree with, but growth comes from uh, all sorts of things. And I think engaging with text that you vehemently disagree with is very very beneficial okay so there you go that's my opinion on that thank you that helps a lot because i was not ever going to pick that book up again but i don't think think i I don't think think you have to no but i think i will anyways um so my goal of two books a month didn't happen so i'm adjusting it and i didn't even read a book besides like scripture study in february so i've picked my book for march though it's anne of avonlea it's uh the second book in the anne of green gables series and I love the first one. I've read it, like, probably four or five times. And I was going to read it again so I could, like, start the series and, like, finish it. Because I have all of the books. Mm-hmm. But I've only ever read one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't find it. It wasn't with the whole set. So It's somewhere. It's in a, somewhere. In a box in, somewhere, in I'm the sure. boxes, yeah. So I picked up the second one. I started reading it already. And I'm going to finish it this month. Cool. Yeah. So that's it for me. Okay. So for me, my personal reading goals that I've made... Kind of as a consequence of this of this podcast, um, but just kind of as with my ongoing mm-hmm. goals anyway. He's always reading something, anyways. Um, yeah, like I was Whether the kid that a goal. when I was growing up, my 
my parents would punish my brothers by making them read books, and my parents would punish me by taking away my books. <laughs> so that's that's where I was. That was not my punishment. Yeah, that's where I was at as a kid. Um, so my goal, I mean, I, I'm always reading a book, and I try and balance it, so I'm actually reading something, but I listen to a ton of books. Um, currently, I'm listening to Master and Apprentice, which is a Star Wars book about uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi before episode one phantom menace i love star wars and i think it's i think it's good to have a book where you can just go to and be like this is pure enjoyment complete enjoyment like i'm not really looking for a challenge to my ideas although star wars books tend to be very good at challenging ideas and i think they do a very good job with that they're not like dostoevsky status but they're they're pretty good so that's my my fun book right now um i'm also reading a book a historical fiction book about the Revolutionary War, called Prelude to Glory. That one's really good. It's, very, it's a little slow at first, but it's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and my only goal I have, like something, a specific goal I've written down, is to finish a novel in Spanish by uh, June 1st, is, I think is what I said. Yeah. I think it's Las Leyendas de Luke Skywalker. It's another Star <laughs> Wars book. In Spanish, that's um, but reading really teaches you grammar. And so I've learned more about Spanish grammar by reading um, this book so far than I have from a lot of... Um, you know, if I spent the same amount of time studying a grammar book, I wouldn't have learned as much about Spanish grammar as I have from reading a Spanish novel. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because, one, it's I'm learning new grammar principles and a lot of new words, like some normal world, words, but other words like blaster rifles or <laughs> lightsabers or like the Jedi order or those yeah. kind of things. Uh, but that's something I'm, I'm working on and it engages a lot of my mind in ways that I can't otherwise. Mm-hmm. And it's been really helpful. Good. So, um, have you seen that episode of Gilmore girls? I hope not. But. <laughs> Where I just watched it today. So it's really fresh in my mind. Okay. But she, Rory's, Rory is carrying around her, uh, her backpack that's like huge and super heavy uh-huh. and she like has it out and she's putting stuff in it um, and her mom is like you do not need all these books and she pulls them all out and she has like all her textbooks and her mom's like just bring the books you need for school <laughs> and then she's like pulling out like this is my novel for this this is my novel for this this is my <laughs> my book of short stories this is my autobiography <laughs> <laughs> And then she goes into this whole scene about, like, if I, like, sometimes I want to read an autobiography, and so I pull it out, but then I get halfway through, and I'm like, no, I need this novel, and then I switch back, and then it's time for (laughs) short stories. And I just, like, kind of thought about you when you were talking about the different types of books that you're reading. Yeah, I'm not that bad. I I usually... it was just funny. Yeah, apart from scriptures, I usually only have three books, so I try and have, like, some kind of historical-ish book, whether it's historical fiction that has a lot of, like, actual history put into it. Mm Um, or I can actual like nonfiction, um, and then I try and have like just a, a pure joy book, something that I really love reading, and then uh, some kind of like not self improvement book, but like a I guess yeah, kind of like a self improvement book. Yeah. So like all right now, I'm reading counseling with our councils. This is a book on how to effectively counsel with your family at church, um, at work, and whatnot. Just like the principles of counseling. Yeah. So. I'm um, not as bad as as uh, Rory, but <laughs> yeah, 
I would like to read that book after you, actually, too. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about our family. How okay. we've been implementing this as a family. I've been trying really hard to implement this and read more with the kids because something uh, Lauren said that really struck hard to me was, um, or struck hard to me, that does, that struck, sounds wrong. Struck me? Struck me hard. hard. Touched my heart? Touched my heart. <laughs> Pierced my heart in a good way. Was, um, he was talking about two of the greatest things that can bless a child's life, like two of the most powerful Uh, Like statistically, two of the most powerful influences that have a positive benefit on your child's development are physical touch and, and not, we don't mean beating, I mean like affectionate touching. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one is reading. And Mm -hmm. so I said the, one of the most powerful influences you can have on your kids uh, as far as their development goes is to have moments where you are holding them and reading to them because mm-hmm. you're delivering both of those really powerful influences. Isn't that so tender? It's really cool. Yeah. Like that's like So the, I've been I've been trying to do that too. Yeah. And, and so Hiram does not like to like sit down and read a book with me. Yeah, he likes much. to with me cuz that's like Ruth a will. Dog. But Yeah, especially lately. lately it's like the past few yeah. weeks Ruth's become a lot more like this. Mm-hmm. So our our books. You want to talk about the? Um, let's talk about yes. Scripture. Let's talk about scripture study first. Yeah, and really so, briefly. Um, we've had to change it up as Hiram's been become a little more active. Mm-hmm. So we used to kind of just like read through a couple. Um, so we have like, these like animated scripture books, and they have it's almost like it's like a like, comic book. Yeah, there's like four pictures on each page. Like six pictures, whatever. But anyway. and then. There's like one or two sentences under each picture. Yeah. And so we were just going through a page, but Hiram wasn't paying attention. And so what we started doing is we try to get him engaged, like sitting on our lap or sitting right next to us. And we will read maybe the lines from two pictures. Mm -hmm. So like a third of the page. Yeah. um, And then try and really elaborate and capture his imagination with some aspect of what we were reading. And so if it's like a story of Jesus praying for someone, we talked about how they were able, like people were praying. Or if it's somebody praying to God, we talked about praying like, oh, they were feeling sick, like you're sick right now. or Like, like we can pray, we can pray for others. Kind yeah. of like embellishing on what the text said. But yeah, I don't know if I'd say embellishing. Not I'd embellishing say like it, applying, applying. Applying the text. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like showing Hiram, like, oh, this is a, how it helps you, or this is like, applicable to you. Like, you can do this thing. or And that uh, helps him stay enga- yeah. engaged. Yeah, it totally does. And then he yeah. like wants to be there. And so we don't read as much, but like he gets so much more out of it. Mm-hmm. And then after scripture study, we have started reading Harry Potter. So we've been reading we've Harry been Potter. For a long time. For a long time. But we've made it more of an experience. Yeah. So well, we have a, we have like a new um, routine, I guess, for it. Yeah. And so we say, Hiram, like, if you want to read Harry Potter, first you have to listen during scriptures. Yeah, that's a big thing. Like, we don't do Harry Potter unless he, like, behaves well during right. scripture study. And so Harry Potter's after prayers and brushing your teeth and all that stuff. And then he gets in bed. And we say, you have to lay in bed. So you can't roll out of bed. Which doesn't help the physical touch thing but no. we read with him outside of that yeah too, so uh and but then we started which is a really fun idea we we started playing harry potter music and so we have yeah. we have apple music and so i i opened up like the so harry like potter he's reading soundtrack. harry potter in russian and, and it's like 
<laughs> yeah, and Hiram loves it. Love it. He all he always calls it the Dobby book, even though we're reading, we're reading Sorcerer's the first Stone. One. Yeah, reading Sorcerer the Sorcerer's Stone. He's not even in that, is he? No, no, he's not. But he calls it the Dobby book. Yeah, so he loves. I mean, he doesn't. I don't think he understands anything that I I'm reading. I mean, so. I think. So. But I mean, he likes the experience. He, I mean, it's not that he like doesn't have the capacity to understand it. He just like doesn't always pay attention like he just loves the atmosphere you know how we thought that he didn't pay attention during scripture study and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and then he would remind us like hey like we didn't do our scripture study we have to do our scripture Mm -hmm. study like i think he's getting stuff from it i hope so i hope so um and my boss at work and i were talking the other day about reading actually and and he said the thing is like your kids don't care i mean he has older kids and so he's kind of been through this and he said your kids don't Pay te- like they honestly probably don't pay attention and they probably don't care to about like what exactly you're reading mm-hmm. they really care that you're spending the time with them and that you said yeah. you've like committed that time for them yeah um and so that was that was encouraging that was and so even if that's all that we're getting out of that mm-hmm. because i feel like at this point neither of our kids initiate a reading time you know? Oh, I think they definitely do. You think they do? They, okay, with me, they don't. Yeah, they always bring me books. With me, they do not. Like, it's like pulling teeth to get Hiram to read a book with me. Yeah, I wonder if it's because they like, see me reading Like, he will kick and word. scream on the floor. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't happen with me. Anyways, so for me, that's, like, really reassuring. What are, let us know what happens with you guys. Is Like, with your kids, is, is, it re, is it difficult to initiate reading time? Is it easier for one parent to initiate reading time? Or is mm-hmm. it easier for, like, a grandparent to initiate reading time? Yeah. Um, lately, it's been a little easier because I kind of set this rule up that uh, we have to read at least three books before we turn the TV on. Mm-hmm. And if that... Like, if I do that, it usually goes well and even better than I expect because then he goes into the toy room, he comes back with books. He honestly can't really count. So I say, go get three books, and he brings <laughs> back, like, seven. And so we read probably four or five of yeah. them, and then he flips through pictures for yeah. a few minutes of and the it, others. But if I turn the TV on or he watches a movie before before we read... And then afterwards, I say, okay, well, we need to read books now because we already watch TV. That's when he has the meltdown. Mm, when he's already, like, engaged mm-hmm. with the TV. Even after yeah. his show or his movie's over, he just, like, does not want to read. Yeah, I'm just thinking about one potentially useful tip, I think, that we have found mm-hmm. um, that might help other people. Is we've been really lucky um, because everyone knows that, like, Emily and I like to read. Uh, people just give our kids a ton of books i mean like people give other kids books a lot too but we specifically have lots of books that match our interests that they've given to the kids like kids books on history or on dinosaurs and whatnot mm-hmm. and so we just have a ton of different books um which is kind of cool because sometimes you uh, like you forget that your three-year-olds have opinions mm-hmm. um and you don't always it's always hard to guess and sometimes for me at least i there are some things i want Hiram to be really into like, mm-hmm. I want Hiram to be into tanks or to battleships. Because we have some battleship and some tank books and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but he's not there yet. Um, and having a ton of books on a wide variety of topics 
provides him the opportunity when we say, hey, go choose some books. To get curious. Yeah, to yeah. get curious and to show us what he's interested in. And mm-hmm. and same thing with Ruth. Like, Ruth is, like, gravitating towards, uh, I guess it's, like, types of books right now. It's not really topics. Mm-hmm. Like, she right now she really likes books with really big, kind of bright um, animation. Or interactive pages where there's, like, those, you know, like how you flip a page and the bugs stay there, but there's holes in yeah. them, and you flip the page and there's like one less bug. Yeah. And she really or likes the text, the texture of pages. The texture, is really, yeah. really important to her right now. So she really likes cardboard books. She doesn't like paper books nearly as much. She ripped her first paper book. Well, actually, I don't know if that was her first. I think she's done it before. Well, I think I'm sure she has. She's a terror. But she ripped her. <laughs> she's a terror. A terror. <laughs> You're funny. Not, she tears That's books, it. but she's not a terror. So last um, last thing we want to cover it was our, our couple goals. We wanted to yes. read some goals. Yeah. We haven't really read together besides like We we have we've gone through spurts where we've read a book or two together. We're not as good as, as Since Lauren's this episode is. though, I don't think we have. No, not actually reading right. a little bit. We've done like with scriptures and stuff we read together. Yeah. Um, but, but we have scriptures. been listening to an audiobook. Yeah, together, and so like a series together. We find lately it's been very difficult for us to find time where we're just sitting there together or we can read. Mm-hmm. Um, and Emily has a hard time reading while she's drive or while we're driving. And so if I'm driving, which happens frequently, she has a hard time like actually reading a book, mm-hmm. but we found an audiobook series that we only listen to when we're together. And yeah. so it's kind of our like fun thing that we can do together. Yeah. It's like a, a book we talk about and we, I get really excited for when we have drives that are longer than like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So we can we can listen to our book. Yeah, I think it's fun. I think it's always a good thing to be engaged that way with with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So go and do that. Go and do that. It's good things. Go read some books and. <laughs> 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 um, yeah. Also check out the episode. It's episode eleven on how reading binds you together as a family. Yeah, and I, I think. Do you feel like you've been bound together closer to us all? I think so. I think reading is just like it's a very intimate experience because no one else is providing the entertainment it's not like yeah. we're watching tv it's like it's like it's if we're really if like we're being sitting, together yeah and like to, we're, togetherness we're, is super strong yeah it, it really is yeah and i mean when we're talking about building apples of heaven it doesn't always mean just reading scriptures or listening to gospel music or doing like the the churchy things all the time mm-hmm. there are lots of good wholesome things that that bring us together and and develop a, like a spirit of of Christ in your home. Mm-hmm. And I think reading good books is definitely one one of those things. Yeah. So go ahead and, and do those things, uh, please. If you're enjoying this uh, this podcast, uh, go ahead and share us with your friends and with your family. Uh, please tag us on Instagram and we can share your story. Emily's looking at me like I said something funny. Mm-mm. Nothing. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, anything else? What am I, what am I oh, missing? Uh, n- n- uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, subscribe, leave us a review, tell your friends. All those good us. things. Next and if week. If you are from oh, go ahead. somewhere that's not the United States, I mean, everybody, email us. We'd love to hear from you. But also, how are you finding us if you're not in the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. Let us know. We'd be really interested in, in hearing you. Again, let us know your Poe Buddies Nerfic moments if you want us to share them. We're really excited to start doing this more frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And join us next week. We're going to start another two-part episode uh, on 
kind of a lot of things, but the, the original intention and the overarching theme is uh, maintaining a Christ-centered home, one, when one spouse is frequently out of the home for work or for whatever reason. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're excited about that. The first episode is more focused on that, I think. Yeah. The second episode has a few more topics that I can't quite remember right now, but we'll, we'll get to go back there. and look at them. Anyways. <laughs> okay, guys. Bye, guys. Okay, keep the faith. <laughs>